Yo, what's up, everybody? Hey, 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 what's Yo, going on? Welcome to Let's Talk About It. My yeah. name is Trevor King. Pastor Q, and this is a podcast designed for everyone who's had those questions they didn't know who to talk to about. We're going to have candid conversations around everything from sex, sexuality, religion, relationships, parenting, politics. Trev, we're going we're gonna to talk about it on this podcast. Well, let's talk about it. Then. Let's talk about it. All right. Join us as we talk about it. Live, Q. We back, bro. It's exciting. This has become uh, something I look forward to. I usually text yeah. you every week like, bro, is it this week? I bet you're like, man, don't this brother know time? Can he keep a calendar? No. Yeah, man. It's been good. It's been good. The feedback's been great. It's, it's been excellent. Yeah, it's been real good. It's been real good. Yeah, man. So we back. Um, back we uh We just walked through Thanksgiving and Christmas mm. and- uh Good time hanging out with family, reconnecting with people I love. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like for you? Any any surprises for you this Christmas? Did Miss King surprise you? Did she bless her brother? Man, surprise. Uh, you know what? I think this year we were both really intentional with yeah. our gifts. Um, we we kind of laid it out on the line uh, as far as what we wanted. But uh, so she got me. Uh, which I didn't know she was getting me. It's kind of weird because I got her almost the same thing. She got me a little chair massager, man. Oh, come on. Look like at the y'all. one you sit right on the like chair. Like old people. Old people. Dog, when I tell <laughs> yeah. you, we had, we had our family Christmas, and I had that I had that massager in a chair, and we was playing skip bow, and I almost fell asleep like oh, an yeah. old man at the table, man. Yeah. I felt so good. But then she also got me, I think, my favorite gift. Uh, well, no, take that back. I'm going to lie if I say that. One of my favorite gifts is my Tony Evans Bible and study oh, yeah. and, and uh, commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I've been I've been riffing through that thing yeah, since you I got geeked. it. Geek dude, and like, and I didn't even know I was getting the study Bible. I just asked for the commentary, but she got me both. So I'm I've been man, it's been great. Listen up, ladies, listen up. If your man's more excited about any gift other than receiving God's word, he might not be from God. Ooh. And second of all. Look at the wisdom of the wife. She invested not only in her husband's eternity, but she invested in her today. Mm-hmm. If he'll get in God's word and let God's word get in him, he's going to be the best husband walking this side of heaven. And she know that. And so gifts are great, but get, getting something that's going to feed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I heard, I heard one rapper say, you know, people people without wisdom, um, they look they look for gold. Mm-hmm. But, but people who desire wisdom look for refinement. Ooh. And it's a play on words because you refine gold, and so Ooh. you can either look, you can look for the gold, or you can look for the refinement. And so, what an amazing gift! But but when we was hanging out the other day, you were stoked about a, about a particular team that you're gonna get to see uh, live. You know, well, well, you know the 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 wife, you know the the amazing one. Oh Lord, the, the apple of my eye. Oh Lord, you know the sugar in my coffee. Oh, you know what Lord. I mean? She uh she got me tickets to a Lakers game, man. Well, well that's great, but but here's the thing though, bro. Oh, when shit. I was like, "Oh, so you a Lakers fan?" What you say? No, nah, man, I'm a LeBron fan. Ah! <laughs> Number 23 or 6 all day, all the way back to all the way back to high school days, yeah, man. You don't yeah. know nothing about that. There you go. MJ fans, go ahead There you go. Here. Now please do not unsubscribe <laughs> at this malarkey <laughs> happening in this studio right now. 
This brother said, he said, I said, are you a Lakers fan? Because I'm a Lakers fan because my pops was a Lakers fan. I didn't know you was a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, nah, I ain't no Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, the brother, he won player, uh, yeah, Trev. Yeah, I don't care about that. I don't, need, I don't need a team. Yeah, that's it. I don't need a team. I just need a player. Oh, Lord. Give me one. Oh, Lord. Give me one. How many, how many Bulls fans do you know that if Mike went to another team in his prime, they would jump ship? Oh, 100%. Thank you. 100%. They ain't all Bulls fans. Year. They ain't yeah. all Bulls fans. So I'm a LeBron fan. I keep it real. 100. 100. How, 100. Man, how, was, your, how was your holidays, man? Man, it was amazing. It was crazy, bro. Um, man, I, I needed a whole day to recover. Uh, you know, my wife and I just got a new house, and yeah. that's been amazing. Congrats. And so my mother-in-law said, uh, when I turn 69, I'm done hosting all the family dinners and holidays. They, they, they – um, they really do family well in that way, you know. Okay. They really get together. Her her grandma came here from Germany, so you know she only had two daughters, and uh, so she didn't have a lot of friends. She mm-hmm. really just had her family, which mm-hmm. just created um, an intimacy with them, and so it's kind of continued throughout the generations. Yeah. And so we we've been hosting, and uh, so nice. I've been the hostess with the mostest. Yeah, man. And uh, it's been amazing. But y'all ate me out of house and home, <laughs> and y'all stayed longer than I wanted you to. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it was it was a blast, man. My, so I'm 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 watching my wife like level up, you know what I'm saying? And so like, man, it was probably the funnest Christmas wow. um, that we've had, and that's coming from the family. That ain't like yeah. just me big up and my girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, those of y'all who don't know, my wife and I've been together for 27 years, and. And without a doubt, she is my best friend. Um, she's my high school sweetheart. Uh, you know, we've been together since I was 14 years old. And so you get to see a person uh, develop and grow. And so, man, she had games and prizes. and, wow. uh, and But uh, the, the reason it wore me out is because Christmas Eve, you know, we, we held Christmas Eve here three at the services. church, three services jam-packed it was bananas ridiculous but you know what's crazy is that that's what our average attendance was pre-covid so we were back to pre-covid numbers really yeah well over a thousand um you know um and so that was great but you know i got christmas eve and then sunday i got christmas Mm -hmm. which is us hosting you Mm -hmm. know and that was great and then sunday morning i had to do it all again three services you know and so it, it was. It was a crazy, yeah. crazy weekend. I wouldn't take nothing back. It was an amazing time. Wow. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't know what Christmas was like for y'all who are listening. Um, maybe it wasn't. It wasn't um, in a room filled with people mm-hmm. who know your name, understand your story, and love you anyway. Maybe you spent Christmas, you know, uh, remembering the loss of someone um, you loved this past year. Maybe you spent it lonely again. Maybe. This was a year everything fell apart. Um, let, let me let me promise and assure you of this. Uh, the story of Christmas is a story of love. Um, the Bible says that when Jesus would be born, he would be called Emmanuel, mm-hmm. which means God with us. So although you might have been um, in the room by yourself physically, you just got to know that God was with you. One of my favorite verses is in Psalms. It says, the Lord is near the brokenhearted. Mm. And so if your heart's broken as you're listening to this, hold on, hold on, hold on. Light has come. The day will dawn and things will get better. Yeah, man. 
So right. what we uh what we jumping into today, bruh? Well, man, we're gonna jump into a topic that I think uh is gonna hit a certain generation a little different. I agree. Um I, I say a certain generation because an older generation uh, grew, grow, grows up with tradition and this is kind yeah. of what you do. Right. The newer generation is, you know, trying to figure out on their own what what you know what to do where they should go and i don't think that's a bad thing necessarily no because this it's so this whole idea i know you're gonna get into it but Mm -hmm. at the heart of deconstruction really that's what it is yeah it's what if i start pulling apart the things that i've held on to or the things that have formed or shaped Mm -hmm. my understanding of life like Mm -hmm. what's what's left what's there Mm -hmm. and there's an aspect of that where every day i'm deconstructing every day i'm confronted with um, what I've believed, or it, some of it, some of it's just outright foolishness that I've believed oh, yeah. about myself, about God, about life, about other people, and God is like deconstructing those false ideas and ideologies that I've held on to, mm-hmm. and He's reconstructing or He's conforming me mm-hmm. into the image of a Son. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, f- for a previous generation, that can be hard to understand. Like, why would you? Why would you question? And I don't think God is is dismayed by our doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think God is angered by our questions. Um, I don't think God is upset about an honest heart saying, I don't fully understand. And I don't know what I fully believe. As a matter of fact, James 1, mm-hmm. James says the key to wisdom mm-hmm. is to ask. He says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally, mm-hmm. right? And so the question, the problem comes when we when we ask the wrong person mm. the question. Yeah. When we ask, when we begin to ask really in some ways, even ourselves, mm-hmm. like, like, what do I really believe? Like, well, you've only lived X amount of years. And mm-hmm. so the knowledge of what you believe is going to be based on your life experiences, yeah. which is going to be short-sighted and not well-rounded. And so when you begin to ask God, God, is this true? You give God a chance to answer. For sure. Number one. Number two, and I'll let you get into the question, it's but you got, me, you got, you got me fired good. up, bro. It's all good. Uh, the second part of that is we have to be wise about the question that we ask ourselves. Um, what I mean by that is whatever voice you listen to is going to shape the narrative of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I can say, um, my narrative, my life, my life events are the characters in my life are I grew up dirt poor. When I say dirt poor, I mean living in people's basements, eating at the uh, at the soup kitchen. Um, Bro, I, I I I can remember one or two Christmases where I got a Christmas present. Wow. You, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, without a father, mm-hmm. my narrative can be. I ain't gonna never know how to be a good dad. I'm not ever gonna achieve any kind of success in life because I was set up to fail, mm-hmm. right? I ain't gonna ever be good with money because I never learned how to manage it from my mother. Mm. So that's one narrative I can tell myself, or I can say, you know, I know exactly what not to do. Yeah. I know exactly who I'm not gonna become. I know exactly what I can survive because of what I went through. Mm. And so we just gotta be careful how we ask ourselves the question because I think what we end up doing is setting ourselves up for a narrative, what, what they call it is, um, I think it's like assumption bias. Mm-hmm. And so if I've already predetermined the outcome of my life situation, if I've already predetermined um, what, I've, what I believe about God without giving God a chance to answer, then everything in my life is just going to affirm a belief that I have. 
And yeah. so we just, so as we're asking questions, I know you're getting to your question. It's all good. But as it's we're good. asking these questions, we just got to be wise on the front end, yeah. what we're asking and who we're asking. Yeah. And so just just as we're, as some of you are, are, are kind of in that, I feel like I'm deconstructing my faith. And it's a hot topic right now, mm-hmm. part of it, you know, and then the other half of it really is um, a people of a particular generation honestly mm-hmm. asking do I believe this because my parents believe this mm-hmm. or do I believe this because I believe this, which yeah. I think is good. That's how you get to authentic faith. Mm-hmm. But then you got to go, why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. And it's harder to answer those hard questions when you've not allowed yourself to build history with God. When it's only been, I go to church because my parents made me go. Mm-hmm. I read my Bible because my parents made me read my Bible. Um, I believe I vote these ways because my parents told me to. If you've never went on the journey for yourself to say, God, why is this true? Mm-hmm. God, help me understand your word. God, help me understand the history of it. Help me understand the grammatical uh, context for which I'm reading. Mm-hmm. If you've never, God, tell me, what do you think about me? God, would you show me where you revealed yourself to me? If you don't do that, then you are setting yourself up for an, an answer to come from the void of a lack of experience. Mm-hmm. And so I would say before you start pushing up against it, I would say really try it. Mm-hmm. Like like really try it. Yeah. And then see, because the truth is, and I'm going to teach on this here coming up, this whole year, kind of, I'm going to leak it now, but this whole year is a year of faith for Hope City Church family. And, um, you know, I want to just, I want us to dive into, I want us to look at what does this mean for our lives, for our families? How does God grow our faith? How does God stretch our faith? And so, and so here's the big, here's the big, um, piece to it. And, and I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, bro, is, um, every person has faith. God has given every human being a measure of faith. Not all of us have put our faith in the right thing. We put our faith in our experience. We put our faith in our education. We put our faith in science. We put our faith in ourselves. We put our faith in some other religion. We put our faith in our loved ones. I believe in me. Well, you put your faith in yourself. God has given you the faith. It's a gift. It's up to you where you put it. And I understand that people are saying, hey, I put my faith in this bank account called Christianity. Is the stock still good? Mm -hmm. Is it really what it's cracked up to be? Mm -hmm. And man, I'm telling you what, that that faith in that bank is more secure than Fort Knox, baby. Um, So go on a journey, do your research. Wow. Anyway, all right, Trev, what what, what are we talking about, bro? I'm so sorry. You you started going there, and I I just felt like I wanted to just throw that in there, put a little spice on it. No, because I'm I'm hyped for this topic because it's something that I think, it's something that I think, this generation, like you said, it's a hot topic right now. And I, and, and for me, coming from, you know, a generation that is, is seeking knowledge and asking questions, I'm one of those people that like, yeah, I grew up with tradition, but yeah. I'm trying to figure out why, why is this tradition? Why is this something that we have to do? Why right. is this, like, is there is there another alternative? Is there yeah. an easier route? Yeah. I mean, we come from, I come from a generation now where a lot of people are trying to be entrepreneurs right. and just make it the easy way instead of putting in the hard work. So... And that translates to to religion and Christianity. We're trying to figure out: is there an easier way to do this? Yeah. Is there an easier way to find the favor of God? Is there an easier way to find the love of God? Is there an yeah. easier way to gain salvation? Is there is there is there an easier way, or do we have to do it the way we were taught? But leading into the the the, the topic, we're going to be talking about the church, right? And we're talking about you know is the church necessary? Why is the church necessary? Uh, 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 like what is the church? Just yeah. just different topics. I mean different. Uh, you know, subjects within that topic, but but we're, we're the first question is just what is the church? Yeah, I think that's an amazing uh, that's an amazing question. Let me lean on real quick uh, something you just said. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a quote one time. 
you know, just talking about, you know, as we look at every generation is marked by certain events. Mm-hmm. Um, there's dominant thinkings, there's dominant um, social events that each each generation has had to go through. And one of the things I found, unfortunately, as a father of a 26-year-old and a father of a 14-year-old, is that there is, and I'm not throwing my Gen Zs or my millennials under the bus at all because they're beautiful, they have creative minds, they, they don't live in the boxes that previous generations have, have, have uh, created. Um, but I do find a little bit of an assumption as it relates to life, mm-hmm. as if life is supposed to be easy, things aren't supposed to be hard. And I heard a quote, a guy said, um, Hard times create hard men. Hard men create soft times. Mm -hmm. Soft times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. And so I think some of what we're facing in this generation is a plethora of time and opportunity Mm -hmm. because a previous generation had to make some hard decisions. And with this added comfort, we've discovered it hasn't produced happiness. If anything, the comfort has created more opportunities and more opportunities has created profound anxiety among this generation. When you have fewer options, you have fewer decisions to make, Mm -hmm. which gives you a little more clarity and confidence about what you can do. I've got four options. When you've got a thousand options, what tends to happen is we get into this paralysis of analysis and then the 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 lack of clarity ends up creating prolonged navel gazing. Hmm. And we start looking inward and I'll just tell you, you gotta be careful. You'll get lost in there. You're an eternal being. Mm-hmm. So there is no end to the to the complexity of who you are. And so yeah, I think that while on one hand, again, it's good to examine, to look at. I think on the, on the other hand, um, there is a little bit of humility. I think that would serve this generation. They're not the smartest. They're not the fastest. They're not the best. They're just another. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's, they're just another generation. And that's a hard pill to swallow because they've been raised, being told by their mama, you special. Mm, yeah. yeah, you special to her. Yeah. But, but you are one of eight, a seven billion people on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. We all are our own little snowflake, I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. At our church, we value the unique contribution and purpose of every individual, but not to the extent that that individual sees themselves as irreplaceable or that that individual sees themselves in such a way that allows them to think that they are unique. Yes, your story is unique to you, but, but my brother King Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So... Again, just my heart would be, as we're talking about the church, I think some of what we're going to run into, honestly, is the battle between an individualistic view of what the church is or what it means to be a Christian and a communal or a corporate view of what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so so on, that, on that point, the church, in, as it relates to your identity, there is a personal aspect to just the church to God's kingdom, to the Bible, and then there is a communal dynamic. What you'll find interesting is that save for maybe one, two, three, four, five, six um, books, six maybe, and that's just a quick thought. I, I, I didn't plan to talk about this. There's maybe six or seven books 
in the in the Bible that are specifically written to a person. Mm. All all of the other sixty six are written to a people. Okay. There is a communal identity as it relates to being a Christian, not just an individual identity. Mm-hmm. That gets back to, is church optional, mm-hmm. right? Um, part of the struggle is that we were born in, in this free country, which um, I'm super grateful for that. Um, and so it's this high value on our individuality. Mm-hmm. Like, it's what I want. It's my freedoms. It's, it's all about, it's me. I can do what I want to. I, I've got freedom. You can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it is detrimental to one, a person's personal health and development, but then two, their intimate relationship with God, and then three, their overall understanding of what God has always wanted for the human race. And so I would say the more connected we get to God's um, idea of what the church is, mm-hmm. the more we'll not only see the benefit and the blessing of it, but the better it will be for it. The more more able we'll be able the the more um, the more we'll be able to impact the world in the way that God has always designed us to. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question: What is what is the church? Yeah. Uh, that's an a, that's an amazing this. question. That's an amazing yeah, question. So what we're we're gonna do is. We're going to ask you to jump in to episode number two to find out exactly what is the church. Until next time, my name is Pastor Q. I'm Trevor King. And this is Let's Talk About It. We'd love to have you join us for our next episode.